0: Hey, this is Kevin Nagar from The Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Dr. Pat Bolong with us. Dr. Pat helps master high-performance health. She is also a functional medicine and life strategist. Dr. Pat has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs and executives. She is a speaker, international author and bestseller. She's is known for her talks on mindset mastery, executive and lifestyle coaching. So let's begin with it. Tell us about yourself. First of all, welcome to the show, Dr. Pat.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate being here and I'm looking forward to sharing tidbits of wisdom that I've collected along the way. And then I've used myself and I've seen clients soar and excel with. So right now I'm in Florida and I spent the winter here this year. And it's the first really one whole year away from being in the frigid snow and cold weather up north. And I picked the perfect year to be in Florida. So listening to my innate wisdom which is where I got the idea to do that in careful planning, I was able to implement that. So I believe that nothing is by chance that things happen for a reason. And if we look at about our our immediate environment, we have signs and signals from the universe or from God all the time. And a lot of times we just don't pay attention to those signs and signals that we get to be able to propel and project us even further and have more consistent results as we go along, enlighten in our business.
0: So nothing happens by chance, right? But tell us about the events that led to you writing a book. But tell us about your book and what motivated you to write it.
1: First off, the book's right behind me on, this, on my screen. And when that book came about, I had somebody who, told, who was sitting down and told me that I should write a book. And I told them they were crazy. I just got done working. 10 years, I was burnt out. I sold my business and I moved to Boston because I never lived in a city and I wanted to have that experience. And it was perfect. It was exciting. And it was like blew some restoration and a new breath of air into my life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, social, and financially. It was great. But when I, the thing that I noticed the most is that, because I lived on Cape Cod, which is quintessential New England, area where you have sandy beaches and, and sand like the warm ocean breezes and you don't have pollution per se so being in the city and living directly right by the financial district i stressed out people all the time you could see it in their face a lot of people did not have any color in their face so they were like either white or they were really gray and no matter what skin tone that they were they looked incredibly unhappy they looked like they were just robots going through motions. And I saw the same people, interesting enough, because I would walk in the morning and at lunchtime, I would go over and sit in this beautiful park and I would people watch. And I saw those same people, actually, every day when I walked, they started saying hello to me. And also, I saw them at lunchtime and they started coming over and talking to me. And so I had conversations with people that just said, what's going on with you? When I see you in the morning, you look so exhausted. You look tired you look like you're struggling even walking and you're like you're just not there in your body and it's i hate my job or i'm really not feeling good i've got a lot of things going on so i got to know a lot of different people and i got to know a lot of their struggles and i asked somebody one day when i was there there's a sequence of events but what's one particular comes to mind today and i asked somebody like i've got this questionnaire that you could take and i go that will tell you where to start and where to begin your health journey and also let you know how to do a detox and if you need to do a detox because you can't think if your body's polluted. It's just like whatever you nurture yourself and it has to be utilized, and it goes to every cell, organ, and tissue because that's what the body does, and the brain controls and coordinates all that. They said, okay, okay so the next day I saw them, I had one in my pocket. I opened it up, unfolded it, and because I always made a habit of not carrying a purse with me in Boston walking around. And so they took it, and I went to go for coffee. I came back. They finished it, and they said, grade it now. They <laughs> I said, I have, the, I have to do that at home. I'll meet you tomorrow here. And so we did that. But what the person learned was, is that how to ask better questions. They, what they learned from the experience is they had a greater awareness of their health, number one. Number two, they learned where to focus their time, their energy, and their money. What organ system do I need to pay attention to? Because a lot of times we have signs and symptoms and we ignore them. And number three, you know, what the person, what I thought was interesting on that is that person never asked me if I was a doctor or nurse, a healthcare practitioner or anything. He just took it and gave it back to me. What do you think I should do now? And because I was, I kept on, I was thought, because I kept on showing up in the same area, they probably just thought I worked in one of the buildings, like in the financial district with Charles Schwab's or something like that. Yeah. And so I was, and so, I just had to tell this person. And I said, "These are things that you can take this to somebody who can read a chart like this to your physician." I go, do "You have." A, I go, "Who do you see?" By the way, because I used to know a lot of doctors of awesome. And I said, "He's a traditional doctor. You need an alternative doctor." And at that time, I wasn't taking on any clients, and I was just like hanging out and just relaxing because I was burnt calories <laughs> and. and So at any rate, so, you know, that person ended up going, this is, this is who I would see. I actually sent them to my ex-husband who understood what I was talking about and who was up in Boston in that area practicing. And so it was interesting. I had saw thousands of people in 10 years, just like that guy. I saw a guy one time that had looked like he was going to die. And I told him when I saw him walking towards me, my doctor brain went on and I just said, you need to go to the hospital. I said to him, you don't know me, but you need to go to the hospital. And he's looking at me like, I'm crazy because I have a presentation to give. And I said, I go, you're not going to be able to give you a presentation to dad. And I said, seriously, I go, he was gray. He had seriously type of sweat. That's never a good sign. And and he was like overweight. And I said, you should really just go get checked out. What time's your presentation? It's in the afternoon. Great. You got all morning. Just called the cab, got him in there. And about three or four months after that, he... Came up, he saw me and he said, Are you a girl that told me to get into the cab? And he goes, I said, I didn't do it at gunpoint. <laughs> I said, You had to, like, that was a high suggestion. And he said, You saved my life because when I went in there, they realized I was in the beginning or the end, like, the, somewhere along the line in a heart attack. And, and he said, So he goes, I just want to thank you. He never asked me what I did. <laughs> I'm like, how did I know any of that stuff like this? And I just let it go because I was incognito. And and I wanted to just peace out. I wanted to, I needed to take a break from I didn't want to stop helping people, but I just didn't want to be put, I didn't want to take on one more thing at that time. So anyway, so I had many experiences like that. And then at the same time, in 2010, the CDC released a document and a, an article that said out of 212 potentially dangerous chemicals or chemicals in question, which you can have that mean whenever you want it to mean. They said that out of those 212, all of those chemicals were found in the blood and urine of 2,500 people who didn't live in the same city. How could that possibly be unless they were purposely releasing those toxins into the environment? And then I had this big realization, like, oh my God, they're making everyone sick and people don't know it. So All those people who I saw with those faces were people who were getting sicker and sicker. They were getting better. And they didn't know how to get off the trajectory because they were doing whatever they thought they were supposed to be doing in order to do what they needed to do in their life at that time because they thought that was the right thing to do. And they forgot to take care of their sanctuary, which is their body and their mind first, because you can't think, you can't feel well, you can't move well if you don't have the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual and social handled because if you have those handled then it's easy to handle the financial aspect of that so that's but how you know a little bit about me i had a practice for 10 years i sold it i moved to boston i had these experiences walking around i knew every street person in boston on the trail where i walked around and they kept an eye out for me and because they were like what was walking back across town in the evening I would see the same guys I saw during the daytime, and I would stop sometimes at the grocery store, and I would make tin tuna fish sandwiches, and then buy, and then wrap them up, and I'd go out and give them to all my friends on my trip, going across town. And so I thought, i rather feed them than give them money, because I can't monitor where they're spending that money, but I can give them good nutrition while I'm walking. So that was one of the things that one guy told me one day, it's this is funny he said, Dr. Pat, do you have any hot peppers at your house? <laughs> I went, why do you? I go, do you like hot peppers? He goes, I love them. And I said, next time I make you a sandwich, I said, I'll put them on your particular on your sandwich. And he goes, I like really hot. And he would see me even I was back in Boston about eight years after I moved out and I was standing on this corner and right where I'll, I used to have lunch at. We'll go watch people watch. And this guy comes running up to me who said, oh, my God. I did. where have you been? I haven't seen you in such a long time. And it was the guy that I made the hot pepper sandwich for all the time. And the police came at the same time and they wanted to know if he was bothering me. And I said, I go, No, I used to feed him. And they went, what? And I said, but it was my theory that if I had people watching my back as I walked through, walked around Boston, that it created more harmony and created better protection for my energy and for my body. And that people kept an eye out for you. Oh, and that smiley face and it just like a quick taking two seconds to say hello and ask them what they've been up to and sometimes you just didn't want to know but the piece of the puzzle was is that it was just like it created that relationship in that community no matter what community at UN but my purpose in that community was to make sure I stay safe while I was walking in Boston especially if I was by myself and that but it was just it was a cool it was a cool
0: time It totally was. Can you tell us Uh, about the current days? Who are your clients today? Who wish to work with you? What are they struggling with? And when should they uh, approach?
1: The people who I'm working with today are executives Mm -hmm. and, and business owners, sometimes entrepreneurs. And there are people who know that they should be doing better, but they're not doing better. And there are people who like that need to have it done for them. Just tell me what I have to eat for the next 10 days or or They just, I just can't take on one more thing, but if you tell me how, what I need to buy, I'll go out and buy it. I don't want to read the label. I just want to get it. It's those kind of people who have a lot going on. And also what they, and what I help them with is that they don't have enough time for themselves. A lot of them are burnt out by noontime before they even get to lunch, let alone at dinner. And especially women who multitask to begin with naturally, it's just like by the end of the day, then the, the next thing you know, they're on their way home and they're going, oh my God, what am I going to feed my kid? Or I had a vice president of a company that, an insurance company that told me that every day at 2.45, like clockwork, she looked at the clock because her kids got out of school at 3, 3.15 and she had to go, oh my God, what am I going to make sure I have, what do I have for dinner tonight? And then she planned out her route for dinner so that she had something highly nutritious for our kids to eat. And then if her boss suddenly said, I need you to go across town and do X, Y, and Z, then in 15 minutes, she had to sort somebody else picking her kids up at school so that they could get picked up at home. And on the way going home, she would rush home. And a lot of times when she made it a ritual to take a hot bath every night before she went to sleep, she said, that was my mental saving grace. Because what she used to do was go to the beach. This is on Cape Cod. And go to the beach and sit at, for a half hour. Before she went home, just so that she could get out of that business, high intensity mode and be a mom. You now, so I think that's a big struggle for a lot of women is having that shift unless you've got tons of money and you have a nanny and you can hire everything out. That's a different, that's totally a different scenario. But for the moms that are out there that are single moms, especially, they struggle a lot with, and they're looking like, okay, I don't feel like making a whole day tonight. And then you're thinking, well, pizza is okay every once in a while, but it's not okay two or three nights a week. And then it says, I don't want to make dessert. Oh, I'll give my kids Oreos. They're the worst thing in the world that you can give your kids. They're being jam-packed of sugar. So you're not like there's that limit Also, I had a, an executive client in South Africa who asked me a really simple question one day, but you think everybody knows. And she said, I just want to make sure I've got it clear that when I'm cooking, what's the protein? And we think that's so simple. It could be tofu. It could be steak. It could be chicken. It could be an egg. It could be cheese. It could be a lot of different things. But not only that, like you could know what it is, but how much of that protein do I really need to eat for how much I weigh in my body composition? That's huge because if you eat incorrectly, then your body doesn't digest your foods well. And if you don't digest your foods, the gut brain connection is so doesn't have leaky gut, which used to would was it, it's a diet. If you have leaky gut, it can create a hole for you. And a lot of people have autoimmune problems when they fix the gut. Some of those autoimmune problems get resolved. So that's, those are the things that people struggle with like that. And then they look at the clock. They're always in Atonian time. They're not in their spirit and they're not in their higher self when they're working. Because when you are, the day flies by and everything just falls into place. And that's called, I call, learned it as I sign sign. But when you're on Newtonian time, you're looking at, oh, at 930, I have a podcast and I have a podcast with Koran. But for me today, I'm just in my vibe. I am just happy. I'm in a place where I can make magic happen. And so if you go to work like that in and and your life and your mentality is like that, magic happens around you all the time. And you're a grace magnet and you attract that so that you I not only help them have that optimal alignment. I help them ha- be a grace maker, then also, so that all good things always happen to them. They just have to be in that mindset and have that paradigm shift in that mindset to go, "Wow, this, this is possible, and this is for me."
0: Then it's about changing mindset because you know, there is a saying, right? The same piece of stone is is a place of is a statue for someone, for other person, it is just stone. Right. So tell us about the mindset, like how to have that mindset of what we are doing is very important, right? Because we have to believe that it is important. Unless and until we don't believe that it is important, we are just going to treat it secondarily. So to make that, yes,
1: you have to believe you have to have the belief, you have to have desire and you have to expect because you can believe I believe in God. But if I don't desire that I don't desire that belief or that faith, then I'm not going to expect anything. It's just like, I'm going to go, oh, that happened. God, That's what God wanted to happen to me. But I don't believe that an entity that's so powerful wants to have bad things happen to you. But you really got to check in, what are my thoughts? And what was I thinking? Because if you believe in desire and you expect, then you can have anything you want. So I have a story. I had this car that I was going up in Boston with. I had to get a ticket because I was going over to France to see family and friends. And I had a problem with my driver's license. And so I had to go up and make sure that it didn't expire when I was gone. So girls, I couldn't get a car to rent. So I had to go to the RMV in Boston. And so I'm driving up. I only have a certain segment of time. It only open for a certain time. I canceled my patience so I could go up on this, on this day, got out early, and I started going up and I started going across the Sagamore Bridge from Cape Cod onto the mainland. And just after I got off and got on road brakes, all of a sudden, the back windshield of my car imploded. It went into little teeny weeny pieces. And it, with the glass was everywhere. And I was like, oh my God. And some guy pulled up next to me and just mouthed to me, are you okay? And I'm going like, Oh my God, I was telling the, oh my God part. And, and he said, are you okay? And I pulled off to the road and he pulled off. This is when you could trust people. And he said, he goes, do you need any help? I said, no, I got to turn my car around. I got to take it back to the dealership and let them fix it. I said, I got to go up to Boston. And I said, I've got to, I've got something I got to get up there. So I turned around and drove back a half hour. So I already was in a half hour of my trip and dropped my car off there. And I just said, fix it. I go, window imploded blah, blah, blah. But a friend of mine who was a spiritualist asked me, what were you thinking just before the windshield blew up? And I was thinking about how much I didn't like my husband. And that's why I think our thoughts are powerful. And matter of fact, if we don't have command and master our thoughts, they can undo anything that you do to create less inflammation in your body, to have better function and and motion. Like you could be walking and you're thinking something like off the wall, not paying attention to where you're walking. and Suddenly you fall in a hole and you think and you sprain your ankle. Whose fault is that? It's yours. It's not the city's. It's yours. You weren't watching where you were walking. And so... You know, when and that happened, I just thought about that and then I decided that when what I did and for when I'm struggling with a person or if I have something I don't understand yet, I just bless it for its highest good and I let it go every day. I go I bless you, I bless you, or, I bless it, I bless the situation, time space, event or person or thing. I bless it and I let it go. Because then it's just like the animosity is gone. But I was that was such a powerful teaching tool that day when I was thinking ill thoughts of my ex-husband and we're best of friends now we're really good friends and at that time he was just for me he was being an idiot and it's just, but I'm sure he thought the same but I thought but I still had that like when I did that I did it just really taught me the big lesson you have to have command of your thoughts And and looking at that some of those hurts and pains that we have come from your childhood And we don't know that as an adult. We just keep on repeating the same process and we keep on sabotaging ourselves again and again. And we're thinking, why has this always happened to me? Instead of being poor me, start thinking like, okay, so what is it I'm supposed to learn? And what happened to me when I was a child that I thought this? Because when this happens, I feel anger. Okay, so... Was there a previous time that you had a similar anger like that? Because every time that you have one of those negative emotions, it angers itself deep in your body. And every time you have something similar that comes up to it, it sends more energy and information to your body about being anger and settling in that organ system. Who wants that? It's time to get over your the stuff that happened to you and put it in a safe place. It isn't like it didn't happen. You don't say, oh my God, it's now gone. It's more of, okay, that happened to me. What was I supposed to learn from that? And where can I, like, how do I put this so that this is a memory and it's not reactive for me? Because that one thing in doing that can trajectory change everything in your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially. So if you're having, struggling with your career, your relationships, or any aspect of your life, we need to talk for sure. Because that's one piece that doesn't take a lot to get over with. And I just recently was on set in a Hollywood scenario where this girl, she was annoying everybody. I love her. She was, I liked her tenacity. And so I came up to say, I love your tenacity. And she said, immediately went on defense mode. And I said, whoa, stop. I go, listen to me. I just gave you a compliment. When someone gives you a compliment, because tenacity can be positive or negative. So I go, when someone gives you a compliment, you say thank you. And then why do you say that? That's what to say, not get your hair in the back of your neck, standing up. And looking into her situation, she had a traumatic event that happened with a relationship that she's never really gotten over. And so I said, so let's see if there was a time, place, or event that something that happened like that. How did that make you feel? So we dug, we dug deep and we're like, and then she's, and it's, a lot of emotions were expressed. And then I got down to the point of something that happened with one of her parents. And I just said to her, and I said, you received from this person, even though they weren't the right person for you, all the love that you thought you were going to get from your parents, that person represented them. Even though in your head, you realize that this is an adult, I'm having an adult relationship with this person, but they weren't the right person for you. So that person wasn't that person. That person was your parents. As I said, you're trying to make it work again for your with your parents and you can't because that is not going to happen. But you can bless them, forgive them, and put them in a safe place so they never, ever walk over your life again. And so that when they do try to do that, you go, oh, I know what that is, and I can put that aside. And then that way, you can project yourself into that reality of doing really well, of thinking well, moving well, feeling well, and have the financial success and have everything that you ever wanted in your whole entire life on a platter. because. That's your belief, you expect, right? And you desire. So those, all those pieces of the puzzle all fit in. But you've got to find where the glitch is at. And that's what I help people do. I love doing that. Because it's just like that amazement was like, oh my, and it's just like that, oh my God moment. And, and having people, I love seeing people have all those.
0: Wow. So as there are like so many things that you can tell us in code on, can you tell us about the best ways of reaching out do you tell us about your website, email, or anything that can help you?
1: can always call me. And in that, on my website, healthteamnetwork.com, there's numerous ways how to reach out to me. There's a contact page. There is my phone number on the very bottom of the page, I believe, to my company. And there is LinkedIn, where you and I met. And I'm on Instagram. And they both have the same forward slash Dr. Papple. And then my Facebook page is Ask Dr. Pat, So A-S-K-D-R-P-A-T. And that, and my scheduling, and in, in my scheduling link for scheduled to talk with me on a discovery call is now numerous places on my website also. So something for people who want to get the book that's behind me. This is the second edition. There's two editions. The first edition is not this color. The second edition has all red. The why are you sick, fat, and tired It's all in that. It's a workbook, a guidebook, and an advocating tool that will identify where to start. It also, it, it will give you the tools so you can advocate for yourself, so you can ask really good questions. And if you don't know the questions to ask your doctor, ask me. Yeah. I will tell you. I will help somebody sort that out and say, what's the possibility or what kind of doctor should I see in that type of thing. And there's ways in that book, after you take the questionnaire, which is in the, it's a science-based proven assessment, at the very end of that, there's a link to schedule with me so I know that you're coming to me from the book, so I know what I'm talking to you about. Okay, but those are ways that you can get a hold of me. Um, and then keep just keep an eye out. Go to my website and like it. That'd be great. Oh,
0: very simple to reach out. Do remember the name, Dr. Pat Balong. Next question. and We have add- to
1: add one more thing. My website is healthteamnetwork.com. We didn't say that. Yeah,
0: Okay, so please repeat again. Detail,
1: teamnetwork.com.
0: Healthteamnetwork.com. Very simple to remember, guys. Again, reach out. My final question is about any messages that you would want to share. So Dr. Pat, tell us about anything that can help us gain more insight into living a better life.
1: One thing is that one thing your body needs. And cause I teach about what health is and what health isn't. And health isn't the absence of disease or infirmities. That's what who says. And it could be a definition in Merriam-Webster's dictionary that it's a, it says, is your organs functioning 100% of the time, but you don't know that. So I teach from a platform of looking at, that and separating it out to what are the five components. And one of the biggest components is mindset, because without mindset, you can't have the wellness initiatives that you need in order to be successful. Cause you have to be able to master how to position it and how to organize that. But the five pillars are diet, nutrition, which is one, they have to go together. Exercise, proper sleep and positive and structure function, which is proper posture. But, and then your mindset and positive mental attitude, all those five pillars need hydration and how you figure out your hydration is my best tip I can give you at this moment. unless you would like to speak with me we could dive deeper into other problems and other aspects of those five pillars, then, you know, you would do it 50% of your body weight in water. And if you don't like water, do what I do. I drink it from a straw and then, or put lemon in it to flavor it. It could be better. And that, but you need at least fifty percent of your body weight
0: analysis. So you do need water guys. So that was hydration for the first thing. And if there is anything you guys need help with you can of course reach out to Dr. Bad. What else do we need to know?
1: Well, you need to know that there's a lot of love in the world and there's a lot of good people. And if you think if you believe you're gonna see good people and you desire to good desire to see your good people and have good people in your life and have good things happen to you, if you expect things are gonna happen, it will happen. If you set yourself up in the morning, and you said with your goal to start a day on a positive note, and you wake up feeling icky, you just cancel that thought out, and you do something that's good for you. Take a shower, get all that icky energy off of you, and then drink a glass of water. Drink sixteen ounces of water when you first get up. Those are just like little itty bitty things that carry a long route. And if something comes in your mind, just no, go away. Toxic people, just push them back. Create a space, a sacred space around you that only people who are love you, support you, and want you to see you be your best are in that inner realm. That's your ecosystem and protect your boundaries.
0: Wow. So very simple to do that. Not very simple, but very important and necessary to do that because that's how you're better than knowledge, right? because your energies are going to play a big role in your health and your success. So finally with that said we have to let Dr. Pat go because we are limited on time so thank you so much Dr. Pat for such a wonderful time
1: thank you thank you I appreciate you so much
0: thank you so much again I am your host Kiran signing off you guys take care bye guys